0: wants to get fucked ursula, that involves tentacles. I know. What we were looking for is, what is the opposite of standing next to an elephant with diarrhea in a hurricane? Ooh, yeah, give him some tusks. Dead ringer. Do Scottish boys use underwear? Office is giving them the business.
1: Dance floor supremacy.
0: What about Potsy in pajamas?
1: What do you think Potsy wears for pajamas? Blizzies and Blizzies. Might have even been like a secondary character in Cockwork Orange. He's got a big oral fixation. Oh, I'm curious. <laughs> the ankle here is if you're any other race, Papa John, because he's a fucking racist. Listen, listen, listen. Can I not get the sweetest chef
0: as my quarterback? Alright,
1: yo all right yo d2b2 sports coming at you from respective separate undergrounds dual undergrounds dual undergrounds yeah. the twin undergrounds That'd Be confused with dueling underground
0: which sounds like some kind of a lord of the rings type event
1: and or a like house dj battle like two djs in the underground battling it out for dance floor supremacy
0: I like this. Yeah, I like yeah. where this is going.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. You know what else I feel pretty good about? The Friday Five early Thursday edition. That's exactly
0: what I was gonna say. Yes, God, you're that's good. correct. Dude, you're good. Skilled. I feel
1: great. I feel great. Can't wait. Can't wait. Be out here on a Friday. Getting out of business.
0: Uh, relatively good week. Last week, surprisingly enough, D's Should we do a hot a hot cap? Give them the hot cap. Uh, hot cap. We'll go. We'll go through your your two and two plays. Your uh, your your DD. <laughs> your D's drag uh, Packers minus six and a half at plus twenty five. Winner.
1: That's Winner. My first drag win of the year.
0: Over the Bears. Uh, Lions. Jaguars. The battle of the the Mad Cats. Over fifty points, that was a winner. Seattle minus seven and a half against the Rams came up a little bit light. And uh Giants by one to six. You were uh just a couple uh couple yards short on a Graham Gano overtime field goal of hitting that guy at plus three sixty, which would have been pretty would have been a pretty solid hit
1: as well. Was was flirting with some good stuff this week, but uh you know, another another five hundred week. Feels nice to have these few 500 weeks in a row after that slump at the middle of the season there. So I'm feeling hot cruising good. in. You feel like Bell Biv DeVoe. Dude, I always feel a little bit like Bell Biv DeVoe, especially like Biv. I've always related to Biv the most. I don't know who they are. Do
0: you know which is which? If I lined up these three, could you tell me which one was Biv?
1: I could not. No, I, uh, you called my bluff here, sir. You've called you my bluff. think anybody can. But I'd like to relate to Biv the most because I like the name Biv for a human a lot.
0: I like the name Biv. Yeah, I can also relate to the middle child.
1: Yeah, sure. I can see that.
0: Don't know why. I'm the oldest child. Don't even have <laughs> yeah. a middle child in my family. That's yeah, nope,
1: nope, There's just two of you. Yep, but old, I like and where a, Biv.
0: A, an old and a young. Pretty hot day on the Nicky Sager side of the board. Uh, Detroit Plus One was a, an absolute uh, cakewalk when they Beat the tar out of the Jaguars. Steelers, minus one. Not an easy win, but they did bring it home. uh, Beat up the Atlanta Falcons. Tennessee, plus five and a half. Bad miss. Just, uh, I don't know, just a bad read. Maybe I was on my my anti-Eagles thing. I thought that Derrick Henry would be able to run the ball. No such dice. Eagles roll. Beat Tennessee in
1: (laughs) overwhelming fashion. Overwhelming fashion, indeed. What a fucking beatdown. God. Mike White. Over two
0: hundred and fifty-one yards, he got it all the way up to three hundred and sixty-nine.
1: Damn, she fine to hit our prop. Come on, you can't you can't expect me to not make a damn she fine reference if you say three six and nine in a back to back order. You can you you brought it quickly too. That was like hot. Oh my, my my brain
0: auto triggers. Yeah, that was well done. Uh, Ten to one parlay, all props. A.J. Brown, over 75-and-a-half, hit. Jonathan Taylor, over 75-and-a-half, rushing, hit. Josh Jacobs, over 91-and-a-half, rushing, hit. The only one we almost had to worry about was Courtland Sutton, under 67-and-a-half, receiving yards. Do you know how close he came, Dees?
1: I believe he was about 67 yards off of that.
0: 67, yes, he did not have a catch. No no yards whatsoever. For uh, a 10-to-1, 10-to-1 parlay winner. First real
1: fun one of the year. Hell yeah, baby. Nice. Good D2B2 throwing down those sick parlor hits.
0: Going to run it back I'm going to do a, uh, props again this week.
1: Nice. Fuck yeah. Hey, so you know, you hit it once, you might as well hit it again.
0: That's, uh, that sounds like another three, six, nine reference.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's definitely some three, six mafia getting down sexually mentality. And do you want to get down sexually with these picks? I want to get down with sexual chocolate and these picks.
0: Mark Henry. All right, I changed my mind. I want to get down with white chocolate and these picks.
1: Jason Williams. Thank you. I could not place What I was like, why? Why could I remember not sexual? T- I do remember Jason Williams. Hell yeah, that dude was sick.
0: <laughs> Jason Williams was fun to watch, man.
1: Real fun. But uh, you know what? Do you want to go first or want me to go first? I'll just let you pick. Uh, You go first. Oak E. doke E. Okay, so my, okay, 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 okay. My theme this week is symptoms. More specifically, the type of symptoms that you always see in the fine print at the bottom of the commercials for the new prescription medicines that come out. That are also usually like narrated very quickly at the end. Gotta clear my throat for this one. So...
0: I, I don't want to steal your thunder here, so I apologize if so I'm jumping the gun. But I, I like it when sometimes one of the symptoms is death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they might, just throw yeah. that out like it's a side effect. Yeah. Like, well, you might experience side effects like nausea, diarrhea, headaches, or death.
1: Yeah, it's that type of thing here. So are you experiencing traumatic losses from being a mediocre football team? Have you been waiting for 12 weeks for your rapist quarterback to come back to the locker room? Has he now come back and it seems like, oh shit, maybe this isn't going to be that good after the first game? You might be a Cleveland Browns fan. Some of these other symptoms may include losing super hard to the Bengals, choking from the very beginning of the game all the way through to the end, and losing specifically by a bare minimum of three and a half points against the Cincinnati Bengals in the first half. Since he minus three and a half at halftime. First half.
0: Bengals. Joe Burrow has never beaten the Browns. You know that?
1: He's going to, to th- uh Sunday. Well, that is interesting that he's never beat the Browns. That's fucking weird.
0: That's really obscure going Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh Joe Burrow, the guy who's beat Patrick Mahomes three times in his career already, has not beat the Browns yet. Never.
0: I gotta get behind this. I feel like the uh I don't know. I just feel like very, very, very simply put, it seems like the the Bengals are kind of like turning the proverbial corner, right? They've looked pretty impressive three weeks in a row, getting Chase back on the field with a full game of action against Kansas City. Could be a letdown spot. I feel like that's not far fetched. Little drop off game after beating Kansas City, but I don't know. Cleveland just doesn't do a whole lot to get my get my motor revving.
1: They don't motor rev you. Do they motor boat you? <laughs>
0: not not as much as i would like and it's not a necessarily a it's more of a of a frequency problem than it is a a skill problem right which is probably what you're going to see they might get a good motorboat in at some point in the game but they're not going to get enough to win
1: that, you don't win a game with one motorboat you do not win a game with one motorboat especially when jamar chase is across the field from me you need multiple motorboats to beat jamar chase We need a fleet, a fleet of motorboats. A fleet of motorboats. No, I think Cincinnati's got to be looking around like Lamar Jackson just got hurt. It's probably going to miss multiple weeks. We're tied up for the division with them right now. This is our chance to comfortably take back our division before the end of the season. Win this game against Cleveland. Take back what is rightfully yours. Big cats, big wins. Meow. Big Bengals. Yeah, that's my first uh, drug side
0: effect. Bat. I was gonna do a first half play as well, but I'm gonna make it a. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm gonna officially make it a a full game play. But I wouldn't hate on somebody that wants to do this first half and the game. <laughs> uh, I hate to do this, but I got to be realistic. I'm gonna go with the Eagles uh, minus six and a half against my beloved New York Giants. This is just a. It's a bad matchup for the Giants. B. It's They haven't played a lot of very good teams yet this year, and they haven't particularly looked great against the not very good teams that they have played. They, uh, I mean, they got, they played Dallas tight once, got a big win at Baltimore, but that was right when Baltimore was like figuring out that it didn't know how to play in the fourth quarter. Like, I think Baltimore was up by 11 points with like five minutes left. Big win against the Packers who we didn't realize were terrible at the time. Ultimately, this it really everything that the Giants do well are things that the Eagles counter against well, right? Like the Giants blitz effectively, and they blitz more than anybody else in the NFL. Well, I mean, Jalen Hurts completes sixty-three percent of passes against the blitz, and he can run. So that's a good way to counter the positive effects of a team that is able to blitz well. I mean. It's great that Saquon can run the ball well. The Giants are blocking better than they have in recent years, but the Eagles just got Jordan Davis back last year. I'm sorry, last week, who gave them enough strength in the middle of the field that they really put the clamps on Derrick Henry, who only ran for, I want to say, 33 yards last week. Ultimately, bad matchup. Giants going the wrong way. Eagles staying on the right track. I'll lay six and a half with
1: Figured I'd rather just not talk over that so I can just cut it out clean rather than just like leave it in the background of me talking. Me blowing my nose? Indeed. Very smart. Every now and then, man, sometimes I use this noodle of mine. Many times, I do not. But moving on, this, the, uh, the next bet in my pharmaceutical commercial line here... <clears throat> Are you a team that people expect it to be really good this year? Are you a team who has possibly the greatest of all time playing quarterback for your team? Are you a team that's somehow still in the playoffs because everyone else in your division is even more trash than you somehow? Are you playing against a team whose quarterback just broke his foot? Is that team wondering, what the hell are we going to do with a weird guy named Brock playing quarterback for us? My answer to you is if so, you're probably going to fall short of 37.5 points. I'm betting the under 37.5, as the symptoms may include sucking really hard at playing football on offense, not running the ball or not passing the ball well at all, having to run the ball a lot, which will mean running the clock down and down and down for both teams, leading to far fewer possessions than your average NFL game also with two teams who are moderately to quite good at defense. Expect a snooze fast on Sunday, folks. Under 37 and a half. Bucks, Niners.
0: This is fun. I can appreciate the medicinal approach to it as well. I, uh, <clears throat> I'll i just keep going. Uh, my my number two play is 49ers minus three and a half.
1: Ooh, all right. Yep. <laughs> Pony right on there.
0: My initial take when I saw this was, how the hell is this team actually favored against Tampa Bay with Brock Purdy at quarterback? Mr. 11, the last player taken in the NFL draft. And then I thought about it for a little bit, and then I thought about it some more. And then ultimately, after I had put a reasonable bit of research and thought into this, I ended up saying, why isn't San Fran favored by six and a half with their backup quarterback? (laughs) Because we talked about this a couple months ago, but I'm a, a big fan of betting on good teams with their backup quarterback, and I'm a big fan of betting against bad teams with their backup quarterback, because I think just the general human nature of football gears great players on great teams toward rallying around their team and playing harder when their quarterback goes down. Whereas I think anybody on a shitty team, whether you're a great player or not a great player, if you're on a a team that's already bad and you lose your starting quarterback to put in a worse quarterback, it's, it's a lot harder to gear up for that game. Mentally. Does that make sense?
1: It does make sense. And I do like your philosophy on this overall, especially with the amount of swing lines take after such injuries. And as documented, uh, this Buccaneers team is pretty rough overall. So if you get some extra points on the line in your direction for San Fran, just because of this injury, it's worth the play. I think I dig where you're coming from.
0: Um, this is the ridiculous stat. Tom Brady is forty-first in the NFL in yards per attempt. There's only thirty-two 40, teams in the NFL. Forty-first. Forty-first in yards per attempt. Yeah.
1: Nine guys who are actively not starting are, are ahead of
0: him. Yeah, that's insane, right? And it's and- even more insane because this playing for a team that actually blocks like fairly well. Like I mean, the, like Tom Brady doesn't—he's not doesn't have guys in his face all day long, right? mundo. so i don't I, I mean i guess i i very very much agree with you that i don't know how tampa bay is going to score a lot of points in this game they only had three points in the first 54 minutes of their game against the saints the other night uh which also happened to be on monday night so they're playing on short rest but san Francisco i love san Fran's roster i hate seeing them playing their third string quarterback but i think when you are skilled enough and talented enough everywhere else on the field, and you're playing against a team that really is not creative, is not effective, is not terribly efficient on offense. Like the Bay from converting third down after third down after third down after third down all game long, and you should be able to win this game by easily by a touchdown. I think,
1: right? I concur, good sir. Good rhyme. I dig your groovy tunes, man. On to my next bet. As a so third bat here, are you debating? I, I'm I'm figuring out the best way to phrase it medicinally. Doctor Dees is looking over the prescription, checking the checking the chart, making sure that all the uh, the symptoms are in line for this for this prescription. You know, really dialing in. Make sure we don't want any
0: issues with side effects.
1: Yeah, we're going for a dialed in diagnosis. You know little D2 Dr. D's action here. Are you a team that's very likely to throttle the holy shit out of your opponent? Are you a team that for some reason gets weird little hiccups and gets in their own way sometimes? Are you a team that might be prone to getting stopped on third down in reasonable range for a field goal? If so... You might be a person who loves seeing plus 290 attached to Dallas scoring the first points of the game as a field goal. Plus 290. Dem boys, first points of the game, field goal.
0: Did I, I think I told you this, did I tell you that I had a a pretty large teaser riding on uh, Colts plus 18 and a half Sunday night? And then the Colts went into the fourth quarter losing to the Cowboys by two. And then proceeded to lose by 35.
1: Insane. No, I didn't catch all that. Can we
0: talk about this? Yeah. Yeah. The Colts, I have them plus 18 and a half. They're down by two entering the fourth quarter. Dallas outscores them 33 to zero in the fourth quarter. (laughs) (laughs) What the the fudge? It's like nothing. I, I couldn't believe it. I was just sitting on my couch like, how? Why is this still happening? That doesn't make a lick of sense. Guess, uh, then they're up by 28 and they score again, and I'm like, what the, what is going on? Why? Craziness. Bananas. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So that bet actually replaced. I was tempted to play Denver plus nine and a half versus KC, on um, uh, like.
0: I can't fuck with that.
1: I like. It's not that I think Denver is going to be competent. It's more that I like Kansas City plays down to people. And like they coming do. out, like come, but like my flip side is coming off that loss to the Bengals. I think this is the game they come out extra spicy and just throttle somebody.
0: So I mean, yeah, they they play down to people.
1: So I bailed on this bad idea, but that was the initial prognosis by Doctor D's when I was considering that play.
0: They play down to people, and they, uh, I mean, they, they're they're known to not exactly like blow teams out too, right? So. It's true. Even if they just uh, victimized themselves by giving up points late in the game. But that being said, I, can, I don't know. I wouldn't mess with that.
1: <laughs> That's what, Like I said, I, I bailed on it eventually because like, I literally I wrote it down and then we paused and t- waited a little till this time of day to record. And looking at it like an hour after we paused, I was like, I hate that bet. I don't want to play that at yeah. all.
0: I, I, I refuse to do anything with my money that involves the Denver Broncos scoring points.
1: Yeah, and relies on Patrick Mahomes not scoring tons of points. Like, I don't want to have money on both of those things happening concurrently.
0: Uh, Yeah, I I further agree.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I bailed on that one. But I I wanted to give the audience a little behind-the-microphone take here of what could have been. But give me your third bet, dog. What what else you got? So I got a little weird. I'm dropping a,
0: a bonus parlay on you for my third bet. Third bet bonus parlay. And it's going to be the Miami Dolphins money line and over 51 and a half against the Chargers, which comes out to plus 196. I almost say want to those, round it up to plus 200, but we'll call it plus 196.
1: Say those two elements for me one more time.
0: The Dolphins are playing the Chargers. It's Dolphins money line and over 51 and a half points.
1: Okay. And the Dolphins are favored by like three and a half or so in that game, right? They're favored by three and a half,
0: which I I don't like the the sketch ballness of the three and a half points, but I also really like the over, and I really like them to win. So I feel like if you can throw those together to almost two two to one, there's a lot to like there, right? I mean, two is, the Dolphins just score points with two. There's no there's I don't know what like why that would not be the case this week, right? And The Chargers can move the ball in their own right. I mean, it's the Dolphins haven't really struggled. They haven't gained enough pressure on the quarterback. Justin Herbert, despite the fact that he uh, has lost the second most games in the NFL in the last three years, is a certainly a competent quarterback when it comes to scoring points.
1: I dig the play. No, I uh, and the Chargers have been getting better offensively the past few weeks for the most part. They're dialing into the right direction, looking a little more themselves.
0: Getting healthier, uh,
1: getting healthier obviously, which helps a ton.
0: This line opened at minus one and a half. Very quickly, very quickly went to minus three and a half.
1: Snap! So the the actions on Miami heavy.
0: Yeah, so I can't uh, I can't get behind betting that bad of a number.
1: Even that yeah, probably not No, that's a, that's a fun little two leg parlay for plus two hundred. I'm into it. Uh, you know, plus one ninety six, but I, I round that mentally. Document it for the record, but yeah. mentally we can round up. Nice man,
0: averaging almost three hundred yards a game this last three weeks. Dolphins allowed the eleventh most passing to quarterbacks.
1: Motherfuck yeah! <laughs> Into prop bet time. My prop. Uh, <laughs> this is a Daniel Jones double feature.
0: Now we're, getting,
1: we're making, now we're talking. Danny Don, Danny Dimes over 0. 0.5 touchdowns, not 1.5, over 0. 0.5 and passing over. Are they oh, yeah. passing touchdowns? Passing touchdown, yeah. Over 0. 0.5 passing touchdowns and over 195.5 yards. So it's these one touchdown and over 195 and a half. And that is plus 128.
0: Plus one
1: twenty eight, huh? Yeah, yeah. Just just get a touchdown and get to two hundred yards, basically. Very attainable, especially in a game where, like you, I think they'll be playing from behind. So are gonna have to pa- pass the ball a bit extra. You know, I, I think I think the yardage is the easier part. It's just hoping for that sweet touchdown.
0: I have a, I have a fun one. I'm disappointed we haven't talked about this game yet, but I'm also like probably a little bit pleased we haven't talked about this game because I could possibly have an aneurysm depending on what happens here. But I'm going to do Kirk Cousins over 0.5 interceptions against the Lions in a game where the Lions are favored by two and a half points against the vaunted Minnesota Vikings. Uh, weirdest
1: listen, line of the year, by the way. Like, this is the weirdest really, line of the year yeah, right here, right? Yeah. You got, like, I know it's at Detroit, but, like, the Vikings are, on paper, substantially better than the Lions, and the Lions are favored, and I don't even want to touch it. Like, I, the line itself, I don't want to touch I have, at all. Because my first instinct was like, yeah, bet the Vikings on that easy. Fucking, you're getting points to bet on the better team, but then I'm like, Ugh.
0: I was excited to bet the Lions this week. I thought I'd be getting a couple points. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to lay a field goal with the, I don't know. Uh, Cousins has thrown picks in four of his last five games. And, I mean, listen, teams teams can throw on Detroit, but they, they still create turnovers. They have four interceptions in the last four games themselves, right? Game is in Detroit, on the road. I mean, I know the Vikings are four and one on the road. However, Cousins has thrown seven of his nine interceptions on the road.
1: This year. I'm gonna do it. I think I think that's a fun prop bet. I like that. I never think to look at like interceptions and things like that for prop betting, but I should check that out more. Cause I dig it. I dig it a lot. Bada bing. Bada boom. Parlay Bada city pick. Parlay. So I've got a three lagger for plus twenty five eighty four. Holy shit. Yeah, buddy. And this one is the Raiders minus seven, the Bengals money line, and a halftime tie between the Jags (laughs) and the Titans. Jags, Titans
0: halftime tie.
1: Jags, Titans halftime tie. So that's the plus 900 element. And then a cup and then a uh, decently heavy favorite in the Bengals minus 267 money line. And the Raiders at the spread where it stood minus seven plus twenty five eighty four. Twenty five eighty four, huh? Yeah, I like this little I like this little like uh pick one game you think is going to be super close get a get the halftime tie bet and attach like two heavy favorites to it.
0: I do as well. It's and pretty fun. I think that it's it's
1: underutilized, I would say. It a, a damn near 26 to 1 return. Like obviously the tie thing's not super likely, but you hit that the other you and you attach two things that are super likely for a massive return, pretty fun. We'll see. Haven't hit one yet, but trying it out again. Uh, As far as a neat way to get a multiplier pretty high, it's a fun one.
0: All right. I'm going back to what we had some success with uh, last week. We're going to do a four-way player prop, four lines. We're going to start. Justin Herbert over 255 passing yards. We are going to add Saquon Barkley under 82.5 rushing yards. We are going to add Latavius Murray over, this one kind of weirds me out a little bit, but we're gonna do uh, Latavius Murray over 47.5 rushing. My theory here is that even if the Chiefs do go up early, Denver still has to run the ball because they can't throw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that theory has legs. So if you only have to get to 50 yards against a team that's rushed defense, is not particularly impressive, and you play for a team that's not going to stop running the ball no matter how much you're losing by because you can't throw it, like, okay.
1: Hell, if they get the first kickoff and have one effective drive, he could be halfway there for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, that's not that high of a number to clear at all. They get the kickoff. Latavius rushes for 25 to 30 yards across a 70-yard drive. And you're halfway there. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Break off,
0: like, I mean, listen, he's not a guy that's going to take it the distance, but if you break off a 25-yard run, like, you're halfway there, right?
1: So, <laughs> I just meant in, like, the totality of, like, the drive. Oh, I know.
0: But yeah, I'm just, it, yeah, I'm
1: just adding – i'm playing along with you love it love it yeah building upon my sentiment with your sentiment which was built upon your sentiment together this sandwich of sentiment is so sentimental it's mental we're just stacking stacking sentiments like a skyscraper a sky sentimenter and also like a fuck shit sack shout out reggie watts one time you ever heard that song uh, it's called a fuck shit you know. stack. A fuck shit no. stack. First no, you I take haven't. some fuck, then you stack some shit right on top of that motherfucker. It makes a fuck shit stack. A fuck this shit. This is stack. how the song goes. Mostly, I I I, I don't remember it exactly. I'll we'll we'll look it up later. I'll 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 send it over to you. It's pretty funny. Dude's a funny guy.
0: I've got but a seahawk.
1: I'm going to finish it off with
0: a Seahawk. It's going to be Tyler Lockett over five and a half catches against Ooh, the nice. Carolina Panthers.
1: Hell yeah. Dig that. What's that uh, total out to?
0: It comes to just under 10 to 1, 960 to 1. Oh, well, yeah. Nine, I'm sorry. 9.6 to 1 plus 960. Rock solid amigo. Dig it. Rock. If if that were a Casbah, I would I would sentiment it. One could also <laughs>
1: rock it. <laughs> I see what you did there. And it was nice. Mm-hmm. We got some DFS shit up next here as we do on the Friday five. And uh, I, I, I'm excited about this DFS action. So I want you to lead off the DFS.
0: Um, well, I'm a, I, I would prefer. All right, I'll lead it off, whatever. I'm going down a familiar path here which I don't defense know first, that. you're going to be when we get where we're going to go. But um, I'm going to start with – I did this last week. It turned out okay. It didn't turn out great. But I like the possibilities here. I'm going to go – no, you know what? I'm not. I'm doing a late swap. It's late, late, swap. Swap. late swap time. Uh, hoping to get a part of something that's probably not going to be very popular. I'm going to take the $2,500 Jets defense because I don't care if they're playing Buffalo.
1: J-E-T-S in a huge matchup. Jets, Jets, Jets. Man, that's spicy. I went even cheaper than you on defense. Oh, I love it. Panthers defense, 2,200. (laughs) At Seattle, no love for the, the Geno Smiths. Just looking for a turnover or two. It was dirt cheap. Like I just was I just went bottom floor on price tag so I could fit more good guys in this week. I had a lot of no, guys I-, I wanted to try to squeeze in. So I was like, get me a turnover and hopefully the genos don't go too insane point wise. That's it. That's the whole hope. Simple. Simple is better. Yeah. Simple and uh not likely to score a ton of points, but it's okay. Cause these other guys will. I'm going against against
0: something that I am starting to believe in a little bit. But I think that nothing is concrete, right? There's always exceptions. I I've been swaying from the idea of putting together DS line DFS lineups that revolve around stacks and division games. I think that you see more fireworks in non division games. That being said, I also like stacking games that are played in domes. So I'm obeying my dome preference, but I am betraying myself in terms of not batting or not stacking against or not stacking in division games. And I've tried this a couple times. I haven't quite hit the finish line, but I, I like the way that it's panning out. I'm going uh $5,600 Jared Goff.
1: I too went Jared Goff. I Perfect. doubled back. I did it last week and it felt so good. I'm doing it again. There's, there's, there's some fun to be had.
0: In this game, right? And like I said, my concern is that you don't see as many as many firework division games. But this I is think, one that can, that can bend the, the rule a little bit, I think, right?
1: I agree. This one feels like it's got a lot of points coming. I'm excited.
0: Uh, this is a weird a weird mini stack, but um, I've got a $4,600 James Cook at running back. Uh, James Cook for really starting to emerge as the go-to guy in the Buffalo backfield, 14 rushes, 64 yards, 6 catches and 40 run receiving yards last week against the Patriots. I I know the Jets have a a better defense, but I mean this is a team that can put things together and make things happen and I find a very inexpensive James Cook to be pretty appealing.
1: I like the James Cook play and I, I, I agree I think I like James Cook in that backfield settling into a more prominent role nicely should continue to see a comparable amount of touches to what you just named, especially like dirt
0: cheap,
1: dirt cheap. Yeah. I mean, for, for potentially 20 touches, hell yeah. Dirt cheap indeed, sir. Dig it. My, uh, my first running backs, actually my running backs are not very cheap this week. I uh, went 6,200 miles Sanders uh, this okay. is on. This is on the back of the philosophy that Philly's going to win this game comfortably. It means more rushing and more attempts for him. Uh, i I think it's. He's likely to find the end zone and likely to get a good amount of yards in total. So it should be a fun and uh, lucrative play.
0: I can get behind that. That's not the direction I'm going, but I am putting in uh, basically a, a weekly favorite. <laughs> Of mine is going to be Tony Pollard, uh, $6,700. The Texans have the absolute worst rush defense in the league. Dallas Cowboys off a 54-point effort last week. A team that can score points should be able to score points. TP, Tony Pollard, baby.
1: That's my next running back.
0: Holy Nicely done. Holy crib. Love right. it. On to your next receiver, or your first receiver. This is probably going to be your first receiver based on what we just talked about, but it's uh, it's
1: 7,800
0: um, Amon Ross St. Brown.
1: Ooh, I actually want a different Lions receiver. Oh. Go ahead and talk about Amon Ross St. Brown and what a badass he is, because I expect him to also have a wonderful day.
0: There was a... I'm going to see if I can track it down right quick is what they say. That's what people say these days, right quick. But here it is, all right? Let's pretend this is... Your fantasy team, your fantasy football team.
1: I'm pretending right now, putting on my imagination hat.
0: Lamar Jackson, Derek Henry, Nick Chubb, Jalen Waddell, Michael Pittman, Cortland Sutton, Travis Kelsey, and let's say you just had a, the ability to drop Kenneth Walker in the flex, right? We'll ignore kickers and defenses, but let's say that you could have started those eight guys last week. Do you know who those eight guys would have lost to in a PPR format?
1: Please tell me.
0: Amon Ross St. Brown.
1: (laughs) That was awesome. Well done. That
0: that entire lineup scored fewer points than Amon Ross St. Brown last week.
1: Motherfuck. Yeah. I love that. Well played. I I enjoyed that. That was
0: against a defense that's better than Minnesota's.
1: (laughs) I enjoyed that journey. Great play. Love Amon Ross St. Brown. You said you've got a Lions receiver. Who is it? I do. I went Jamison Williams on this one. Ah, uh, next week back defense. be – The time, ta- the time to start doing that. It's worth a it's worth a go at forty four hundred. Okay. And a matchup with as many points as we're talking about could be in play. Uh, it makes a really inexpensive stack with Jared Goff for a combined ten Gs <coughs> in total, uh, and allows me. The back half of this gets Buck nasty from here, so uh, a lot it allowed room for the Buck half, the Buck nasty half of my lineup to emerge. Uh, it's it's a dart worth throwing. I think. I think he's going to get some. He got a few targets last week. He uh, he had a nice catch at one point that I saw. Uh, I'm optimistic. I think he could have a really exciting day. Hopefully,
0: I've got another another bottom of the barrel Lions wide receiver. I've got DJ Chark do, in do, my lineup. Do, 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 do. At 4,300. Chark, five catches for 98 last week. Only two catches for 16 the week before, but he didn't score a touchdown. That was against Buffalo. And this is now three games removed. I'm sorry, yeah, three games back from injury. Starting to be much more active, seeing a very high snap share. It's going to be interesting if your boy eats into the balls getting thrown in my guy's way, but. Hopefully, one of us puts together a nice little Herculean forty-three hundred dollar effort. Or even if they both just get like twelve points, like that's okay for forty-three hundred, right?
1: Indeed. But yeah, it would be. A, I'd love to see all three of these receivers ball out. What a day that would be. Next receiver, uh, Tyler Lockett, six thousand five hundred. All right,
0: five and a half catches at least. You know, I yeah. like that.
1: I did. I, you, you said it earlier, and I was like, yeah, I'm on board with this 100%. Yeah. Love the play, love the matchup, love the point potential. Do it up. And he's cheaper than DK Metcalf still, which is crazy, because I uh, I picture him as the slightly more valuable of the two.
0: I think I agree. I guess the sentiment is that DK probably has higher potential for big plays. That's sure. got to be, right? I don't know. I don't know what else it would be.
1: I think that's 100% it. Yeah, like I like Taylor Lock, T- T- Taylor, Taylor Lockett, 65, Hundo. Tyler Swift. T- like Taylor Swift?
0: Nope. Like Justin Jefferson for 9,000 is how I round out my receiving core. So I've got an entire receiving core in one game, all in the Lions-Vikings game.
1: Nice. Uh, That was actually my flex. So I guess we could just make that my wide receiver three here just for the convenience of talking about it.
0: But, you know, you know,
1: I like to have a big daddy flex at the end. So yeah, that was, that was my flex, but uh, yeah, let's talk more about Justin Jefferson and how he's going to go insane this game.
0: I don't, I mean, I, I I feel comfortable assuming Justin Jefferson is going to go insane like basically every game. Right. I, uh, again, this is, I feel like there's going to be some fireworks in this game. I think if this is a hotly contested game, I kind of project this to be the highest scoring game of the week, right? I mean, you can put the Miami-San Diego game in there, Miami-San San Angeles game in there, but it's not in this slate because it's the Sunday night game. So we don't even have the ability to, to choose from that game, right? So to me, this is the game that I want some action in. I think this is the way to do it. And I, I mean, I could see this being a thing where this game could have like 35 points scored in the fourth quarter, right? This could be a thing where you're sitting here, it's early Sunday afternoon, you're looking at a 17-14 score coming toward the end of the third quarter, and you and I are just like, shit, well, we picked the wrong game. And in the fourth quarter, they're just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Like, that would not surprise me.
1: Bang, bang, bang. Yeah, uh, that's, that is one of the possible outcomes, no question. Justin Jefferson's so fucking sweet, it's crazy.
0: He's insanely good.
1: It's crazy. But uh, give me a tight end.
0: So th- there's a couple different ways of doing this, but I-, I had to go, like, really, really cheap. And I I, I considered Evan Ingram at 3,300, but he just has games where he disappears. Like, uh, I considered Greg Dolchich, but he also just has games where he disappears. So I left a little bit of money in the tank and... Uh, I ran with Daniel Bellinger, the Giants' rookie tight end. Only 3,300 gets a lot of targets. Uh, he was first game back from eye surgery. Actually, he missed <laughs> missed five weeks after a reconstructive eye surgery, and came back with five catches on five targets. And I think that when you consider how good the Eagles' cornerbacks are, and how bad the Giants' wide receivers are. I would have think there's going to be a decent amount of balls thrown Bellinger's way just from necessity, right?
1: Nice, yeah. I mean, that's, for that price tag, hell yeah, give a guy get a guy that's getting that type of targets in that price range is a quality bargain in any team. Thirty-three hundo. Nice. For one thousand more, I got Kittle. Forty-three hundred Kittle. Um, uh, you got a quarterback who broke his foot, a new guy stepping in, uh, Kittle feels like a pretty nice, confident dump down security blanket to have on the field for a new guy stepping in. Uh, so it was a fun play to catch him. There, uh, should be a perfect spot for him to uh, at least if they scored, if, they, if they're if they going to score a touchdown through the air, he's the most likely guy to do it. I think,
0: I think i like where you're going. With the backup quarterback, I think that makes a lot of sense. It was really weird he only got three targets last year. I'm sorry, last week in a game where they threw the ball 41 times.
1: That is really weird. I agree with you uh, on that. But I would expect that to be a little outliery. i I'm thinking he would get a heavier target share this week.
0: Seems pretty boomer bust. The Buccaneers give up points to tight ends. 30th most points. Yeah, 30th. Best defense against tight ends. So third most points given up to tight ends.
1: Sweet. That's great news for me. All right. Uh, flexes. Let's flex on them. Do you want to, I feel like if you just put a little bit of
0: thought into this, you can actually probably guess who, who's mine is, who mine is.
1: You have to try to work.
0: Uh, neither, neither kind of like right in the middle,
1: middle, I'm going to think for a second on
0: it. I ended up with 300 left in the bank. So if you want to try to, like, hypothesize how much money I spent on this guy, just knowing that it's in the middle, I'll give you that clue. It's probably not much of a clue.
1: Mm. Gabe Davis.
0: You got the right game. It's in that game.
1: Garrett Williams.
0: Uh, Garrett, yeah, Garrett Wilson. That's
1: Wilson. That's
0: yeah, really yep. that is, yeah, that is indeed our one. Yeah,
1: Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Nice. Yeah, good play. Garrett
0: Wilson, fifty nine hundred.
1: Uh, I flirted I, with I mean,
0: this
1: one. Twenty six or more
0: points in two straight games. He had one hundred and sixty two yards on fifteen targets last week. Mike White. I'm pretty sure Mike White would marry Garrett Wilson if he had the chance. Um, only fifty nine hundred. It gives me a really, really weird mini stack in that game with Cook and Garrett Wilson, but I find some I see some intrigue to it. Also, real quick before you wrap this up, I I successfully traded for Mike White in one of my dynasty leagues. And I'm very oh, pleased. Good for,
1: you. good for you, buddy. Congratulations. I know that was something you really wanted to do. I'm happy for you. That's nice. I, I hope you f- have a two.
0: Third round picks. A third round next year and a third round the following year.
1: Oh, that's a great deal. Love that. I think. I think. Yeah, it's worth a go. All right. Uh, well, I was going to have Justin Jefferson as my big flex at the end, but since he was already talking about him earlier, I swapped around and now I've got Tyler Boyd. Way more way more anticlimactic than Justin Jefferson at the end, but a player who I think is going to have a decent game in a matchup where they're playing against a tough defense, but that could mean Jamar Chase getting doubled up heavier than he's than normal, and looking for an alternate route in the air and a wide receiver three on a potent offense. Randomly, uh, could be the big boom guy of the week here. The big boom. Yeah, uh, my B two of the week. No, big, big boomer. boomer. A B three, if you include big boom and Bengal. I
0: will include that. I, you could throw in the Boyd for four. Big Let's hear it. Boyd the Bengal.
1: Let's hear it for the Boyd. Oh, damn. That's not Lupe. <laughs>
0: that's,
1: that is not Lupe. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of Raph things are up. not Lupe. I uh, said, it's not Lupe. Ah, Lupega. Bega. Survivors, what you got?
0: So I, I, from here on, like I discussed, we're just going to talk about my one survivor that I still have, that I'm still alive in, where only one person got eliminated last week. And I'm a little bit torn, so I, I'm going to tell you who I who I want to take, and then I'm going to tell you who else I'm entertaining taking, and I'll let you know if, or you can let me know if I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> Hit me.
0: So I, I'm inclined to take the Raiders. The Raiders it's it, it, we're recording this on Thursday, so they play tonight. They play what the Rams. Um that's where that's where my head is going, right? Otherwise, I could take God, it's it's slim out there for teams that make sense. I could take Tennessee against the Jags. That doesn't seem terrible. I could take Pittsburgh. They play Baltimore without Lamar Jackson, but Tyler Huntley is, like, quietly a very good backup quarterback. I agree I could with take, that. I could take the Lions. Those are the only teams I have left that are actually favored to win.
1: Wow, that. yeah. I, I think you go Raiders. I, th- I think you're on the right track here then. Uh, it's funny because the Raiders are actually one of my two teams I'm between because the other one I don't remember if I've taken, but I don't think I have, and it's the Bengals. No, you know, I just remembered I did take the Bengals. It was, you like, did. week five or so. Yeah, so yeah, I will go Raiders as well. All right.
0: I'll ra- I'll Raiders it up with you. There's um, the Cardinals are out there too. I could play the Cardinals, but I don't want to. I don't know. The Cardinals play New England. New England just weirds me the fuck out, dude. Like I never know what New England's gonna put on the field. I agree with that.
1: They're a fucking I could watch wild a New England cards. game and
0: watch like I don't know. Like I watched them just put up, like, basically no effort against Buffalo in that Thursday night game, and I was like, nah, this isn't that surprising. (laughs) I don't think I watched them, like, barely lose to Minnesota, and then I'm like, nah, this isn't that surprising. I feel like nothing New England does surprises me. I'm just like,
1: eh. I feel the same, and it's an odd feeling, which makes me avoid betting in either direction of their games, even in regards to fantasy and other more secondary angles. A lot of confusion.
0: Very unreliable. I don't know.
1: Just like I can't get a read. Minus my buddy, Ramondre Stevenson, which if you want to know more about that, check out our episode we just did that dropped earlier this week, uh, including our studs, duds and buds for the upcoming fantasy football playoffs. Solid plug. Thanks, man. I'm out here. I, I be plugging. I'm a guy who knows how outlets work, knows which prongs go up into them, doesn't stick a fork in there. I be plugging effectively. And speaking of effective plugs, check out some of the other good fun shit we're doing here at good fun media, uh, including our sitcom fandom podcast after laugh track every Thursday our morons of the multiverse Marvel cinematic universe, fandom podcast dropping every Wednesday, this here podcast D two B two sports every Friday with our Friday five, which you're listening to right motherfucking now, uh, you know, and if you want to keep listening to that, hit like, follow, subscribe, comment. Do the all the click clackity goodness. Seven. Seven. <laughs> Seven. That's it. Look, that, that's all the plugs I have for you today. And uh, that's all the show we have for you today. And uh, stay, check it out next week. We'll be dropping our... Good fun media, 50 episodes celebration, which is largely a blooper reel with some highlights thrown on afterwards. So if you want to hear some of the shit that gets cut, which I know you've listen- if you've listened to us multiple times before, you have to be thinking to yourselves, wow, what the fuck do they cut if they leave these things in? You can only imagine the level of insanity that was on the cutting floor.
0: We should have like an episode of things that we cut, and then like an episode of like double cuts, like things that we cut out, and then things that like are so bad they don't even make the blooper reel. That could be like the next episode,
1: the double blooper reel. Man, you'd have to, you'd have to. The see, the problem is the the stuff that doesn't make the blooper reel is just really boring. It's just like, oh, how's your headphone sound? Oh yeah, mine's pretty good. Like it's just like a lot of shit. it's like a lot of shit like that like not even in entertaining ways like with you saying turn my headphones up like it's just like the boring like oh yeah no i sound pretty good thanks i would have thought (laughs) it's just like boring stuff it's good yeah
0: face the microphone oh sorry about that okay
1: yeah yeah, it's just like yeah it's, it's all the shit like that that's boring that wouldn't be entertaining these bloopers are entertaining ones
0: i would have thought that like there might be some some outtakes that are like a little bit too edgy or borderline offensive, which there probably are somewhere.
1: I've probably just aired those when I
0: shouldn't have even better. Yeah, that's good. That's like, I, we're, we're like the, the, the Washington Manders of the podcast world. Like, is this offensive? Yeah. Just leave it in anyway. It's fine. Yeah.
1: It's just, well, you know, it's uh, it happens. Just let it you know? Yeah. My filter is different than some people. So like, you know, it's, if we're a little edgy, a little provocative, then that's just part of the D2B2 game. You know, you, you came voluntarily. You continued listening voluntarily. Uh, if you hear some fringe offensive content, uh, we apologize. I, ch- I checked the little box when I published the episodes that says this contains adult content. People fucking know about it. We checked the box. We're, we're labeled as explicit. You're strengthening your point when you use the word
0: fuck to describe the fact that there's some adult content in here. So I like that.
1: Well, yeah. Well, I wanted to hammer the point home. Yeah, we fucking swear. Uh, those who know me well though, I'm not subtle, J- but you know what else? I'm not. I'm not good at ending shows. So here we are. The end. Click.